0: Well, hello, welcome to 2024. Um, It's usual to start with a joke. Um, Jokes aren't my superpower, though, but they are Paul Fleming's superpower. Come on, Paul, come on, Paul. He told me a joke this morning that I thought was hilarious. So, you know, I'm hoping that you will find uh, it equally funny. Come on, Paul. Here we go, here we go. Okay. So, this guy goes to see his rabbi. And, um, sorry. (laughs) He says, you'll never believe what happened to me. My son, he left the house and he became a Christian. The rabbi goes, shh, you'll never believe what happened to me. My son, he left the house, he became a Christian. What do we do? And He says, we pray to God. So they prayed to God and God said, you'll never believe what happened to me. Welcome to 2024. Um, there's the joke. I've got the joke out of the way with my special pal, Paul. Um, hey, so those who don't know me, my name is Ian Dennis. I'm a pastor here, uh, and uh, so I'm excited to be the one to kick off 2024. Um, uh, I am a few things about me. Uh, I'm married to the wonderful Helen. Uh, we have five children, uh, four of which are married, so we have a daughter in law, three sons in law, and two grandkids. So, effectively, um, I'm a granddad. Um, you feel old. Everyone's thinking what I'm thinking. What? Let's just fix this. Okay. <laughs> well, she always tells me what to do. <clears throat> That's my lovely wife. Thank you very much. Uh, you're part of the introduction. Yeah, that was all staged. Um, so, the other thing about me that uh, a lot of you will know, some of you won't, is that I love to travel. So, I, uh, I have it as an aspirational goal to visit every country in the world before I die. It's kind of like one of those aspirational things, you kind of have to do this when you say it, because, you know, it's a tough one, it's a, um, you know, whether it happens or not, don't know, but I'm certainly going give to it, give it my best uh, best go, there's 195 countries in the world, uh, full UN members, uh, and I've been to 87, so I haven't quite uh, got halfway yet. There's still a long way to go, um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving it a good effort. And When I go, I always take my camera with me, um, uh, although I will confess, uh, on my last trip, I didn't take that camera, I just took this camera. Um, It's amazing how powerful this particular, you know, these cameras are these days. And the quality of of shots isn't too dissimilar, really. Although, obviously, the the zoom in on the big um, DSLR is much better than the zoom in on the iPhone. Um, But I like taking photos. I've got like a million photos of landscapes, of sunsets, of big, you know, famous um, places and so on. Uh, but the thing that I like to take photos of most of all is people. And so I've got a, f- uh, a selection. Oh, hello. I've got a selection of photos that I've taken um, from around the world. I'll just quickly kind of jump through them. Um, this guy is in Lesotho. Uh, Lesotho is a small little country uh, in southern Africa, uh, it's surrounded by South Africa. Uh, it's a very mountainous country. Um, I found it was kind of a shorts and t shirt kind of country. You know, it was, it was still hot to me. But most of the locals wear woolen beanies and big thick uh, jackets or um, blankets around them. Uh, but I love this guy's face. Um, plenty, plenty of character there. Uh, next, next one. Um, Cambodia, uh, this lo- lovely lady, uh, it was a rainy day, so she's wearing a jacket. Uh, we'd just been to see uh, Angkor Wat, uh, which is you know, a famous complex, and, but it was raining, so we you know, didn't spend as much time there as I'd hoped. Uh, and I was running back to our transport in the rain, past this lady. I thought, she's got a face you need to photo, photograph. And so I you know, did the international sign for, you know, can I take your photo? And, and she agreed, and literally 10 seconds, snap, run. You know, um, it was one of those situations. But again, a lovely face, lovely lady, bl- lots of wisdom there. Um, next, next photo. Uh, opposite end of the age spectrum, so in Kenya, uh, fantastic looking, you know, uh, young man. Um, he actually asked me to take a photo of him and his bike. He was very um, proud of his bike. Um, but I, for this photo, I've kind of, for the purposes of this morning, I've zoomed in on his face. Very good looking boy, I reckon he'll be a model anywhere. Breaking hearts all over Kenya, I'm sure. Uh, next one, uh, Brazil. Um, this is something called uh, Capoeira. I think it's called. Um, it's a, it's a, um, a blend of dance and fighting. Um, and so we were walking through a favela in Rio de Janeiro. Um, and these guys were doing, you know, just practicing or something, doing, doing their moves. I busted out some of my own moves. Um, but it was not like that. Uh, and thankfully there's no photographic evidence uh, to this day. That's, that's Brazil. Next one. Uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Uh, you'll see the, the the cross on her forehead. She's obviously a Coptic Christian. Uh, and uh, these two were in a market in Addis Ababa, capital, capital of Ethiopia, uh, selling coffee. Uh, coffee, uh, you know, Ethiopia is the home of coffee. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, but again, you know, wonderful uh, people and great-looking faces there. Next, next photo. Ah, Argentina. Um, so Chiara and I, we were just kind of, sitting there having dinner or lunch or something at a cafe, and all of a sudden these two just kind of jump up and start doing the tango, as you do in Argentina. Um, It's just, you know, so cliche, it wasn't funny. But, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, Next photo, Samoa. Uh, I have one and a half sons-in-laws who are Samoan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, um, Samoans love to pose. Yeah. yeah, any reaction down the back? Um, so I just asked these guys, this is down at the waterfront um, in Samoa, uh, you know, can I take a photo? You well, are you sure? You know? uh, so, you know, they pull their pose. Uh, next photo, uh, India. I've got like a million photos of uh, of India and Indians. Um, I think this guy is uh, was at a church service of ours. I, I think you can see somebody's hairy hand there praying for Uh, this guy but again um, a guy's face with a lot of character and um, you know I loved I loved you know the opportunity to spend time in India. Next photo, Uh, Uzbekistan now this is just a few few months ago um, and uh, this country is predominantly um, Muslim I think it's like 99% or something Muslim Um, and uh, I saw this guy and I said look can I take your photo you know international can I take your photo kind of thing uh, and he, he agreed, uh, and I, you know, I just had this with me. But unfortunately, my setting was on video instead of photo, uh, and I, you know, I was just in a fluster. And by the time I realised, I'd, you know, I'd moved on, uh, and I couldn't go back, recreate the moment. Um, so this is just a screenshot of um, from the video, actually, and it's not too bad. I didn't, don't think so. Again, you know, the the power of these things is amazing. Uh, Kenya. Um, Kenyans, uh, um, you ask if you can take their photo, and they all of a sudden get very serious. Um, it's kind of like Victorian England, you know, you, can't, you, you won't see a photo of Victorian English people smiling. They always have this kind of serious look. Same with this lady, um, but again, full of character. She's actually posing in front of her, um, her house. The, the wall behind you is um, made of mud, straw, and cow dung. Um, they make they put cow dung in in that mixture uh, because termites don't like cow dung, uh, and so that protects the wooden structure of the house, if you like. Because um, if the termites get at that, you know your house literally falls down. So that's the beauty of cow dung. The things you learn, eh? Um, next photo, China. So this is um, uh, in Beijing, the Forbidden City. Um, uh, it was forbidden, forbidden when they were the, you know, the emperors of the day, um, uh, but um, obviously now communism. They've opened up the gates, and there's like a million people swarming through uh, the Forbidden City um, on a daily basis. I was there, and I, 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 I enjoyed this guy's um, uh, expression as he took a photo of something or other. Um, I was taking a photo of him taking a photo of something else. So, you know, I, I just enjoy uh, this photo. And next one. Uh, this is probably my favourite. So this is the Solomon Islands. Um, I was on a ferry. I was going from the main island to another island. And um, you know it was a three or four hour ferry ride. So I had you know this camera out and I was taking photos all over the place. This guy here, he knew I had my camera out. Uh, he was uh, playing up for me. Every now and then he'd look across at me you know, just to see if I was... You know, still, uh, still taking photos, and so I think, you know, but every time I see this, it, it makes me laugh. It makes me happy. Uh, I enjoy this guy's um, smile. It's, it's, it really is contagious. Um, and I think that's the last one, but one. Yay! Right, that's, 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 that's uh, another fantastic bloke, right there. Um, so look, I've, I've showed you some photos here, uh, really to kind of emphasise uh, something that hopefully we all know. Um, us, you, you can take that down, by the way. <laughs> take it down, take it down. <laughs> um, you know, we're all pretty amazing. We're all pretty awesome. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, this human body of ours. Uh, overseas, wherever you travel, um, you know, fantastic people, lovely cultures, lovely people to meet, talk with, if you can talk, you know, even if it's just sign language. Um, but people are generally fantastic even in this room here you know we're all pretty kind of cool you know look at the person next to you on either side i mean (laughs) they're pretty cool you know human beings are pretty awesome and actually i've done some research here's something i prepared earlier it's amazing what google tells you yeah don't know what that was don't know. Um, But um, I just, I did some Googling on the human eye, all right? The human eye is a pretty amazing thing. It weighs about the same as a battery. Now, inside that thing that weighs about the same as a battery are two million working parts. So inside your eye, are two and, and you've got two eyes, so I guess that's four million working parts in your eye. Now, this, this is an iPhone 14. I know there are iPhone 15s out now, but this phone has a 48 megapixel main camera. Somebody has calculated that the human eye, if it were a digital camera, would have 576 megapixels amazing? I mean, like, I remember when the first digital cameras came out and we were staggered about, you know, f- three megapixels or six megapixels. What are we going to do with all those megapixels? Well, the human eye, 576 megapixels. Now, obviously, as we get older, we might start having pixel issues. Um, um, but, you know, um, yeah. Uh, in the right conditions and lighting, humans can see the light of a candle from 22 and a half kilometers away. I read it on Google, so it must be true. (laughs) In fact, interesting quote I also read, Abraham Lincoln um, always uses Google when researching his speeches. I read that on Google as well. So if it's good enough for Abraham Lincoln, it's good enough for me. Um, the, uh, The human eye can distinguish as many as 10 million colors. Um, here's another one. Um, Although your nose and ears keep growing throughout our lives, our eyes remain the same from birth. The only cells that survive from the time you are born until death are in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, Last one, I mean, there's actually many, many more, but the last one I just want to highlight. You see things upside down, but it is your brain which turns the image the right way up. So what you're seeing in there is upside down, but your brain is clever enough to interpret it as um, the right way up. By the way, uh, I nipped the baking tray from the kitchen. hope you don't mind, kitchen people. I'm just going to put that there, because I think anyone who's interested uh, later can come and have a look. Um, I also did some more study on the human brain, right? Because the brain is also phenomenally interesting. Um, Your brain uses 20% of the oxygen and blood in your body. And also, the harder you think, the more oxygen and fuel your brain will use from your blood, up to 50%. Um, Every minute, nearly a liter of blood flows through the brain. The human brain will grow three times its size in the first year of life, and continues to grow until you're about 18 years old. And this is, this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, actually, there's a few more cool ones, so I might keep going. Go. The brain is a random thought generator. Someone figured out that the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those, 95% are exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the day before. So, you know, that's uh, kind of interesting. Um, I'll skip down a little bit, Um, your brain is about 60% fat, Um, so if anyone's ever been called a fat head, used to be a common insult when I was a kid, oh you fat head, well it's actually true, um, because um, 60% fat, that's why healthy fats such as omega 3 and omega 6s are vital for brain and overall body health. uh, da, 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 da. So lots and lots of other facts. And I could have actually gone into doing research on the human lungs or the human heart or the human digestive system or the human reproductive system, although that might be an R18. Um, there's a lot of you know amazing technology in our bodies. It really is. It's quite amazing when you think about how we are put together, how we... Uh, have been constructed as human beings. Quite amazing. Now, where am I going with this? Well, there's two main theories that I want to just talk about uh, this morning. Here we are, 2024, uh, about how we as humans kind of came into existence, right? There are lots of theories, um, but I want to just focus on two. Uh, There is a third one, which I'll just make mention of, uh, the whole concept of maybe an alien space race kind of came and left a few of their kind behind and we're all descended from aliens. As a science fiction guy, I quite like that one, but it's really not actually realistic, let's be honest. So I'm going to skip that one, just talk about two this morning. Firstly, theory of evolution. Uh, It's out there, right? It's taught in schools, taught in schools. It's in social media, it's in documentaries, it's everywhere. Um, It's basically considered to be fact uh, these days. But I just want to kind of go over some of those facts for you this morning. Really quickly, we don't have a lot of time, so it's going to be really brief. But firstly, it starts with a big bang, right? So, once upon a time, there was nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. Zip, zilch, nada, zero. And all of a sudden, out of that nothingness, there was a big bang, and out of nothing came something. Now, that takes a lot of faith to kind of believe. You know, there was nothing, and then there was something, because of some mysterious explosion. It takes a lot of faith to kind of get your head around that. Once you got your head around that, after millions, billions of years, along came life. So there was nothing, then there was something, but something wasn't alive, but then something became alive, like one or two cell Um, being, living organism, whatever. And that living organism, over another billion years, kind of turned into fish. Then the fish kind of crawled up into the beach and started walking and swinging from trees. And then, voila, here we are, humankind, after a series of millions and billions of years. And that's taught in schools, and that's regarded, basically, as fact these days. Um... And I I just, you know, it does require, to me it requires a lot of faith (laughs) uh, to kind of really go, yeah, I believe in the theory of evolution. Um, One thing that I personally kind of have a problem with that theory is that there is another scientific um, theory called the theory of decay or the law of decay. And the law of decay basically says that things go backwards. They go, they decay. They go, you know, they, they. well, orange. Here's an orange I just happened to buy on Friday from Pack and Save. I can't believe how much oranges are these days. But anyway, I bought one just for you, just to illustrate this point. Aren't I amazing? Um, But this orange, if we sat here for a number of months... We would see this orange probably go slimy, then go dehydrated, and after a couple of months, maybe three months, I don't know, it would probably return to dust. At no time would this orange get any better than being an orange, it certainly won't grow legs and walk off the stage, that orange in two or three months will return to dust. That's the theory of decay. It basically says, um, and I feel the theory of decay in the mornings when I get out of bed uh, and I walk down the stairs for the first time. My Achilles heel is my Achilles heel. Um, They always freeze up, uh, and it takes a bit to get going in the morning. Um, I think the theory of decay kicks in. (laughs) Mr. Rigg is laughing. Yeah, yeah. You know, somewhere around about the age of 40, some of you youngins have something to look forward to. Um, But, you know, everything kind of degenerates. Things don't get better. It's the law of decay. You see it in science and nature all over the place um, and illustrated by a simple orange. But also illustrated by a plastic bottle. So a plastic bottle will also decay uh, over time. Longer, it takes longer, obviously, much, much longer than the orange. The orange might take a couple of months or three months, I don't actually know, but you know, within a fairly shortish time frame, that will decay, that will return to Mother Earth uh, as dust, but this will too, eventually. Now, it takes maybe, I don't know, nobody really knows, but maybe a thousand years, maybe a thousand years, and that will be uh, dust as well. It will at no point in time develop. Um, opposable thumbs and, um, you know, it just get into the construction industry. It just won't. Um, a rock, likewise. A rock will decay. In time, it will go back to being dust, uh, but it might take a million years. I don't know. I'm not proposing that we sit here and watch the orange or the bottle or the rock, but I'm using them as illustrations of the fact that, I think, the law of decay kind of tells us things get worse. They don't develop better. Um, and that's what the theory of evolution is really relying on, is that at some point in time, mum and dad fish, who were living in the ocean, had a baby that suddenly was able to breathe fresh air. There must have been that point in time, according to the theory, where everyone up to that line didn't uh, live above water, and after that line, uh, the heritage did have the capacity to breathe air. So that one individual there, how did they suddenly get this extra power? How did they suddenly improve on themselves? And you can see that that is a problem with, in, in my opinion, the theory of evolution at every stage. Okay, so... Theory number two, right? Theory number two. Can we put on the screen that uh, particular Bible verse? Thank you very much, Lance. Excellent job um, by the multimedia team, by the way. Um, So I'm going to read the creation story from Genesis 1, 26 to 31. And I'm using the living version because I really like uh, how it's written. And I want to bring out a couple of, well, three points, three points, only three points this morning. So, here we go. Genesis 1, 31. Then God said, let us make a man, someone like ourselves, to be master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the seas. So God made man like his maker. Like God, did God make man. Man and maid, did he make them? And God blessed them. I'm going to skip a bit. Then God looked over all that he had made, and it was excellent in every way. I'm going to read that again, just to let it sink in. right? Then God said, let us make a man, someone like ourselves, to be the master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the seas. So God made man like his maker, Like God did God make man, man and maid did he make them. And God blessed them. Then God looked over all that he had made, and it was excellent in every way. So three points. Number one, God made man. It's a fairly blunt statement. It's fairly black and white. It's not open to much interpretation. God made man. Man that is what the bible says it 's not you know, it 's not my words i 'm not making that up. Um, it up It is clearly written God made man it 's a very significant and important statement it 's basically the basis of life really God made man, God made us you know there 's that, that, that um, scripture in uh, um, Psalms about God knitting us together in our mother's womb, I—it's—it's you know, it's always stuck with me. That's, that's such a powerful um, uh, p- passage, that one. And I imagine God kind of treating this. Might get a bit weird, but bear with me. The mother's womb, almost like a kitchen, like you know, he's kind of pouring in a little bit of personality. Maybe a big nose. Um, maybe a, a you know, special athletic ability. You know, he's making us in our mother's womb, uh, and, and, and I, I just, you know, truth is, God knows us before we're even born, before our parents even get to see us, I see God pulling it all together in our mother's womb, and I, I think that's, that's a phenomenal thing to grasp, is that God himself made us, you know, God made us, God made us, God made us. If I could say it a million times, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd shout it from the rooftops. God made us. We're not some kind of accidental cosmic you know, event, on the, you know, a blip on the evolutionary timeline. We are God made. He made us. That's what the Bible says. The second thing I'd really like to emphasize from that um, scripture that we had up, was that God blessed us. You know, he didn't just kind of make us and then walk away and, you know, he's gone. He actually is invested in us and he blessed us. What did he bless us with? He blessed us with life. He blessed us with opportunities. He blessed us with um, uh, plans, purposes, destinies, you name it, opportunities. He's blessed us. He made us, he blessed us, he he loves us. And the third thing I want to emphasise is what he said right at the end when he looked over all creation and he said, he said he was talking about all creation, he said, it is excellent. All creation is excellent. And we're part of creation, right? So we can actually claim that ourselves. We are excellent. Not perfect, Let's get that straight. Let's get that right out front. You're not perfect. Even Mr. Rigg, you know, he's close, but he's not quite perfect yet. Um, but you are excellent. I am excellent. All those folk that I had the photos up before, they're excellent. Everyone around the world, they're excellent. They, they really are. They've been made wonderfully. The the amazingness of the human eye, the amazingness of the human brain, the amazingness of who we are, I just, I just can't fathom this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the perfect specimen. I know, but this, oh, Ugh. thanks, Helen. Um, okay, uh, you've thrown me now. Um, but <laughs> yeah, where was I uh, Don't know. But we're not, we're not, we're not you know, we're not perfect, we're not excellent, we're not, we are excellent, but we're not, you know, there's things that we'd love to change, social media tells us we should have smaller noses, or I should have better eyesight, or uh, my hair isn't quite right, or whatever, but, you know, I am excellent, and you are excellent, he made us, he blessed us, and he calls us excellent, I think this is a real problem for our generation today, that are living in a social media-focused world. They're looking for perfection and not happy with excellence. I'm telling you, you are excellent. I better stick to my notes because there's some really important stuff I have to say. I want to say. Sometimes we don't feel excellent. Excellent. Some days we feel like rubbish. I've felt that myself. And I know probably 100% in this place could probably identify with this at some point in time in your life. You might feel like rubbish. Someone might have even called you rubbish or worse. Maybe you've even called yourself rubbish. But God calls you excellent. He did yesterday. He did today. And he will do that tomorrow. The world might tell you you need a flash car, a 60-inch television, the latest clothes, but you don't. We need some clothes, but you don't need the flashest clothes from certain second-hand shops in Auckland. I shouldn't go there. (laughs) Um, You are excellent just the way you are. Your friends might tell you you need to smoke, hang at parties, and get drunk every weekend, but you don't. Because you are excellent just the way you are. Your workmates might tell you that you are stupid and a waste of space, but you aren't because you are excellent the way you are. It doesn't matter if you are black or white, pink, green, grey or blue, you are excellent just the way you are. It doesn't matter if you voted Labour, National or the McGillicuddy Serious Party, (laughs) you are excellent just the way you are. It doesn't matter if you shave your head, grow your hair, wear a piercing in your nose or have tattooed devastate on your face. You are excellent just the way you are. All you've done is added some custom designs on something God already said was excellent. You're excellent because God made you. And he said everything he made was excellent You are wonderfully made. God made you, and you are not a result of some evolutionary process. You are not the result of a mistake. Now, I'm reminded at this point, um, I wasn't sure whether I was going to say it, but I will. Here we go. Um, So I was at a family funeral a few years ago, uh, and an older guy who knew my parents from way, way back, you know, before I was born, uh, he was telling me a story. Um, see, I'm, I'm the youngest of five in my family, uh, but my older brothers and sisters, they're all way older than me. I was kind of like the Taylee and Charlie. I was the one that got through that, you know, wasn't supposed to get through. Um, so, you know, this older guy was saying how embarrassed my parents were when they told him uh, that, you know, I was coming, you know, uh, they were pregnant. Uh, at this late stage in life and that I was on the way and my parents were apparently very embarrassed about that. And, you know, I kind of know that I wasn't planned. I kind of known I was an accident. Um, Well, this is where I'm going, okay? Bear with me. But I think there's a lot of people that, that think similar to that, that because you weren't planned by your parents that you must be an accident. Well, my Bible tells me that God planned me uh, before I was born. And whether my parents were happy about you know, um, my sudden arrival or not, doesn't matter to me because God says I am made. And I think there's probably a few people that in this place potentially think that maybe they are accidents. It's not true. God made you. God has a purpose and a plan for you. You are not a random collection of atoms. You were made in the image of God. He has his stamp of approval on your life. You have a purpose and a destiny. If you are here today and you've been listening to a voice, whether that be an inside voice or somebody being mean to you, that you are rubbish, rubbish, I will tell you, I want to tell you, it is not right. You are wonderfully made. You are excellent Your eyes are excellent. Your brain is excellent. Everything about you is excellent. Can we all stand this morning? So I know that there are people here today that might be struggling with some of their inner thoughts. Um, There seems to be an epidemic of people who are impacted by low self-esteem or walking through some really tough times that are affecting their mental health. They live in despair or depression. My simple message to you is lift your eyes up. easier said than done, but lift your eyes up to what God says about you. You know, 2024, it's the start of a new year. It's an opportunity to put some stuff in your life how you want to live this year. So I'm going to encourage you to think about how God sees you. He sees you as excellent. He made you, he blesses you, and he makes, he doesn't make rubbish, he makes excellence. If my words have caused your heart to race this morning, if there's something that's going on in your heart, you'll know. Um, You won't be able to deny the physiological response to my words because you will be having that, um, uh, you know, your heart will be racing. You'll just know that there's something that you need to do. You've, You've heard me speak this morning, and now's your chance to respond. If you are thinking that my words have uh, impacted you this morning, I'd like you to just slip out of your chair, come up the front, and just spend a few moments with me up here where we'll pray together. Now, I'm saying this not to embarrass anyone or, you know, it's just about making a decision. You know what? 2024, it's my chance to do something new my chance to look at myself in a different way. It's my, my chance to say, thank you, Lord, for making me excellent. If that's you, how about you come up this morning? You are done listening to the lies that you are just an accident, that you are useless. By coming up the front, you are acknowledging God's words. He made you, he blessed you, and you are excellent. So let's just pray for these people, but also everyone in this room, because I think it's a really good reminder. So let's just pray. Thank you, God, for making me me. I apologize for doubting your words. I know I am loved. I know you have plans and purposes for my life. I know you have a pathway out of my problems. Please guide me, please lift me up. I love you and I thank you that you are my protector. Second group of people, if you are standing here today and you haven't experienced the joy of asking God into your heart, maybe today's the day. Maybe you knew God, but you walked away from Him. It says in the Bible that God stands at the door of your heart and is waiting for you to open it up, to invite Him into your life. Just as in this moment as all heads bowed and eyes closed. I just ask if there's anyone here who actually wants to make that decision for a first time or as a recommitment to invite God back into their life or God into their life. Is there anyone who hears God knocking at the door of their heart this morning? That's you, just raise your hand so I can see it. Thank you. I see that hand over there. Thanks. Anyone else? Just a few seconds more. Great, let's let's all just pray. And repeat after me. Father God, thank you you created the heavens and the universe. Thank you that you made me. Thank you that you blessed me and called me excellent. I know you stand at the door of my heart and knock. Today I say, come in. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me for the stupid stuff I've done. Teach me your ways. And help me be the person you want me to be. Amen. If you've said that prayer for the first time today, then there will be a pastor at the back uh, with a Bible uh, and um, hang around and have a chat and then come back and get connected into this church. It would be great to see you. Um, Just remembering that we do have a prayer station over here on on the right um, with the lovely putts uh, on form uh, this morning uh, and wanting to pray with you for anything that you would like prayer for um i'm aware it's quite hot in here uh you know we've had the air conditioning going full bore and we've had the doors at the back kind of going but guess what we have ice blocks so um that's a fantastic way to end the service with an ice block but before we go can i just pronounce the blessing over you if you're wanting to put your hands out like that uh great um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you. Have a great day. Talk to somebody. Invite somebody home. Grab a nice block. Hey, Reg.